The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Are you ready to get LinkedIn? We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. There's nothing middle of the road about our guest today. There is nothing middle of the road about the guest today. And you know what? Putting it all out there, standing in life with my pants behind me, puts it all out. Laying it out there. It yep. does. And and you know what? A very interesting conversation happened at lunch today. Yeah. Somebody said, yeah, I am overwhelmed with all the communications. People are just out there shouting as loud as they can. He was talking about somebody on his LinkedIn profile. He disconnected because all the guy did was... Update, update, update. And I went and looked at that guy, and he he had his Twitter handle connected to his LinkedIn profile, which we tell people not to do. And here's yet another example of over-communicating and doing nothing yep. but shouting out in the marketplace without a purpose. You know, yeah, and your pants are behind you. Yes, <laughs> they are. In some ways, because in this case, it cost him. He got shut off from somebody. Right. And that's not what people's intentions are. And it's very easy to overstep and stuff. But I think that's a a number one lesson today. Don't over-communicate. Communicate with purpose. Now, a quick tip on that. Okay. If you're going to do a lot of updates to your profile. Right. You you could repeatedly send a lot of messages out there. Inadvertently. Right. So there's a settings feature. Mike O'Neill updated his profile today. Summary section. Mike O'Neill updated his profile. Special interests. Yeah. Yeah. Michael yeah. Oh, yeah. edit edited that job that he just added and so on. If you're going to so do it, either do it all at once or turn oh. off the settings. Yeah. So there's sort of like I'm going offline. You see musicians do it, right? Yeah. They're up, they're up on stage and you see the guy, he's, he doesn't have his amp on, into the, his guitars, not into the whole system. Right. He, it's just playing through the monitor and he's like tuning it, getting it yep. just right, especially like those effect songs like like uh, uh, Under a Blood Red Sky where exactly. they really got to tune up the guitar to get so that edge sound. You, you know? go to a lot of concerts early and you're watching the, the 
people tune up on stage. And I'm watching the feet. I literally really yeah. pay attention whenever that whenever a guitarist gets up near there and puts a little bump there with a little foot here, a little foot over there. Right. You know, I'm watching what he's doing. I don't always know what he's doing. Right. You're very often clueless. I know. No, I know. Our our friend Troy Benz walked me through the whole looping machines. I've even got a. Uh, a video going through that whole bit. I, I, know, I it was great. It, it was great. You can explain it's, it very well. It's called harmonics. You're actually. not quite as clueless as you used to be. I'm lesser clueless. You're less clueless. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, uh, Steve, uh, we have an actual concert story. Lots of concerts. With, with our guest today. But we're going to talk to him about that in the episode coming up but we actually have a real we have a guest we've been to a concert with i no love less, that you know who we met through linkedin no less what, what really bonds us with our business partners is those shared experiences where we have fond memories together you know if, if if i've got to do if i need somebody to help me with my demand generation or my anything and i've got a shared experience with that person it was a positive experience and i've got two or three proposals sitting in front of me you know i'm going to pick my friend yeah. by Especially default if they've got the quality yeah, by default, you That's go with the personal breaker. connection, Absolutely. and then you go like, well, they look pretty good, especially when their LinkedIn profile kicks butt like the folks who read our books and follow our principles. Or they go to look at that profile <laughs> or spend time with us. Eventually, they end up looking at the LinkedIn profile, and it backs it up. Right, and a little bit of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. He gave us some advice on, on marketing. We gave him advice on his LinkedIn profile. It, it works out all ways, and so we've already experienced his brand and his message, and we've put it into practice and said, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm not going to call anybody else now. I'm going to call Steve. And that made it worthy of doing a show. Absolutely. And, and you know, this is our, we're into our second year, and we're in um, October now. And last October is when we went to the show with Steve to see a special artist. I'm not going to vote. Yeah, we got wait until after you know, the break. After the break. Okay, so, Presto, take us in. Let's thank our sponsors. I am so excited to get into our interview with Steve Gershik today, president of 28 Marketing. I can barely contain myself. So, I love our sponsors. They keep us on the air. Let's say thanks, Mike. Let's go. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Mike and Lori are back. As they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Lori, 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 are you back on the chain gang? I am back on the chain gang. And I love that song for our, 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 our guest today on the show, Steve Gershik of 28 Marketing. Steve, welcome to Rock the World with LinkedIn. Hey, Mike and Lori, I'm really happy to be here with you. Me too. And, and you know, just before the show, just before we started and, and got on, we were chatting a little bit. You know, we've, we've recently celebrated our one year anniversary and you were jumping in to tell me about Dylan. So what's the deal with Dylan? So as you know, the day that we met, the day yes. that I met you, Mike and Lori, um, our mutual friend, Sean Elledge, walked up to me and said, hey, you want to go see Bob Dylan? And it was so... <laughs> <laughs> we were at a conference, right? We were at a we marketing conference. No. Right. <laughs> and uh, and what's the answer to that question? If somebody says, you want to go see Bob Dylan? Was, yes, of course. So, uh, so that night, uh, we all went to see D- Bob Dylan. And I had no idea where the tickets were. Do you remember the, where, where the seats yeah. were? We had, we had tickets. Mike had scored two front row seat tickets and four 12th row seat tickets. And I was in a wheelchair at the time. So we got to the Dylan concert and the guy said, Mike said, look, everybody's standing up. She won't be able to see. So they let us have the other four seats up where the special guests and backstage pass holders were. So we were actually level with the stage and all of you guys kept going down two at a time to the front row and two would come back and two would go down and stuff. It was hysterical. I was laughing at everybody. The front row. So there's the stage. There's Dylan in his uh, big old Panama hat. Right. And there's and your there are we. right at his feet. <laughs> that was great. I have video of you guys at the front on the front row because I had a, a side view of you as well as a good view of Dylan. And I'm taking on my iPhone pictures of Steve and, and Sean and Mike and all the guys down there on the front row trying to take pictures and people telling you you can't take pictures. It was a great experience. What a great night. That was. Yeah, better, better, than, better than Dylan's performance, I might say. It was fun to it watch. It was more about all of us than it was the quality of his show. Because I've seen it many years, you know, bookended it. Here, you've got a little bookend story with Dylan, too. 
Well, okay. sure. In the in the 80s, yeah, I'm from the Bay Area, and so uh, have seen my share of Grateful Dead shows. And uh, and kind of mid career for Dylan, he was uh, he was on tour with the Grateful Dead. They did a ton of shows, and I got to see them together. And he was uh, he was much more at the top of his game uh, at that show. Go <laughs> figure. Twenty five thirty years ago uh, than he years. was when we saw him. Wasn't that wasn't that twenty eight years ago that you saw him it in eighty uh, three? Yeah, it was right about uh, right about then when wow. I was a. Uh, when I was a teenager, and uh, and of course those concerts are so memorable, even oh. even this many years later. Well, you're being a man of the '80s, and mine a man of the '70s. My bands were still playing, right? And they still and, are playing. And 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 bands of your era may or may not be still playing. Certainly, the bands of the '90s aren't for right. most, for the most part. Some it's interesting them. how you know the bands that were becoming popular in the '70s and still well in, into the '80s becoming popular, right. you know, are are still out there, and the ones since then aren't. Well, it's it's really cool, Steve, with your bookend stories because you saw Dylan back in '83, and then you saw him with us. So on both ends of his career, and then that was about a year ago when we just had started Rock the World with LinkedIn, and now here it is a year later, and we're interviewing you on the show. So it's been, you know, welcome to our first anniversary party kind of a thing that's been extended for months. Well, congratulations. It's such a great show. What I love about it is uh, it's high energy and informative, so you kind of slip the uh, the great business information in, and you don't even realize that you've learned so much because you're just so entertained by well, you guys. Thanks so much. And so, I had to even play any. I didn't play or sing. I and did you didn't not. play or sing. Thank God. I that's mean, why he's, that's like why that. Steve says. <laughs> yeah, that's why he says it. Because we it didn't have to happen on his show. There you go. <laughs> we funny. we were earlier playing the Pretenders from the Learning to Crawl album. Uh, uh, back on the chain gang, and, and well, remember what what it was like when we'd go to the store and buy these buy these records. Record albums. A- you know what made me think of back on the chain gang was I always associated that song with work ethic, and it's you know when we've been at conferences with you and worked with you, Steve, we have really enjoyed the time that we've had with you. We've we've recognized the hard work that you put into everything you do, and that's why that I thought of that. So. 28 years ago, you saw Bob Dylan. You saw him again with us. And the name of your company? 28 Marketing. Now, how did you just name your company? Um, it just happened to be like all the planets aligned and all of this is happening. Was it, called, was it called 27 Marketing last year? And yes. And what do you think it'll be named next year? No. <laughs> it'll be, you know, a lot of things stay get stuck at 29, I hear. Uh, yeah, I think the best 10 years of a woman's life are between the ages of 29 and 30. <laughs> it's, it, it's true. And just like, you know, a woman constantly reinvents herself, for me, it's, uh, the, yeah, there, there needs to be a more compelling story about how 28 Marketing got started. But there's I, I, a practical there, reason and a real reason. So okay, which, which do you want to hear? That, before, you, before you answer that, I, wanted, I just want to clarify what I just heard you say, that a woman continue, constantly reinvents herself for you? Or was that two different sentences? Oh, constantly. Okay, I just, just wanted to clarify because I know every day when I work with you, I get up in the morning, shower, brush my hair, and come down and give you a big hug and say, what do we got today? So, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell me about your <laughs> – tell me about 
No, that's me she's talking about. <laughs> I was assuming she was turning to you, Mike, and, and saying that to you story. directly. Yes, my dear. I yes, want I the fun story. How did you get started with 28 Marketing? Where did that come from? It's so cool. So 28 Marketing. Uh, so here, here's the real reason, and then I'll, I'll give you the, the practical reason if you want, but it's not nearly as, uh, uh, as compelling. Basically, the day that I decided that I was going to go into consulting and help people with demand generation, uh, I thought, all right, here's my first company. I can name it anything I want. And since I was a kid, my lucky number has been 28. Now, why? I can't tell you. It's been my lucky number so long I've forgotten. But since I was a little kid, it was 28. So my company... Uh, I could name it what I want. 28 Marketing was born. Now, nice. uh, as it happens, if you see a list of demand generation agencies, of marketing agencies, they're usually listed alphabetically. And before the alphabet starts, what do you have? Numbers. Numbers, right. Lots so, of characters. Pound signs. <laughs> <laughs> Pound sign, right. So somebody's going to start uh, open up an agency that starts with a hashtag. If right. it hasn't been done yes, already. They, they probably will. I don't know. On LinkedIn, they put those hashtags at the end. We just, <laughs> we, just, we just gave someone a really great idea on the show here. Watch within an hour. Those, Hashtag those marketing will be coming up. I'll be gone. Well, so, you know, you've brought up a couple, you've mentioned a couple really interesting terms. And, and Mike and I have been working on the revision of our book and we got to the glossary because you should always clarify what you're talking about for people in a, in a new space. And you've mentioned things like demand generation and marketing automation. And so let's get into a little bit deeper about what that means in today's society, in today's, in today's world. Sure. Well, uh, Demand generation is one of these abstract terms that really needs somebody to travel along with it or your glossary uh, so that folks can uh, figure out what you're talking about there. But what demand generation is, in a nutshell, is uh, the ability to create a customer's uh, propensity for and ability to buy from you. So there's one piece, which is the propensity for it, which you guys talk about a lot, which is how do you establish rapport uh, with a prospective customer? How do you continue that conversation and nurture uh, that relationship along? And then how do you make it really easy to buy from you? So when it comes time to actually purchase what you're selling, uh, there are no obstacles in the customer's way. Right. Uh, that's demand generation. Marketing automation is simply a set of technologies that allows you to automate a lot of the processes that you've created within your business. And it could be anything from automating your social media presence to building lists of, uh, of cohorts of customers to communicating to them via email to segmenting so that you're sure that you get to the right person with the right message at the right time. Right. Brilliant. So you were talking to me earlier about the Marketing Automation Institute. What? It, tell me a little bit more about that. So the Marketing Automation Institute was started earlier this year, and uh, I'm on the board of advisors and teaching the first class in marketing automation fundamentals. And it was done so because... Uh, many companies need to develop uh, these systems and processes around how to uh, identify prospective customers and nurture them along. Uh, 
but the schools haven't quite caught up yet. So you go to business school and you're not going to take a class in marketing automation. It's hard enough to find a class in uh, salesmanship, much less uh, modern digital marketing. And the Marketing Automation Institute was created to set up a credentialing system and to standardize the kind of education that modern marketers and salespeople get in how to take advantage of this new world of marketing. Well, there's a big technology element to it that, that, that we're all looking for to hand off this stuff. We're going through the very same processes ourselves, the nurturing and handing off process, making sure that at least the clicking process has as few of them as possible. And frankly, I've always found something that, that could be done better on most of these sites that we go to. I have a site um, that on one of our sites we're eliminating that has a CAPTCHA in order for you to send your, your inquiry. Right. How that got in there? Heck if I know. I think we were playing around with, with widgets one day. But in order for you to send me a message, you've got to enter a CAPTCHA. And that doesn't quite seem right. Are you with so, me, So, Mike, are you going to clarify what a CAPTCHA is for people who don't know? Why don't you enter? You're it, better well, is the CAPTCHA is that little thing when you go on a, web, on a website and you're filling out a form and it's got that funky feeling words or letters. It's like or, a Rorschach test, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, it really is. So the idea is that somebody can't be, like, looking at your computer from off-site that could be considered a roadblock to some people. It is a roadblock to a lot of people. There was <laughs> For one me, definitely. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm difficult enough reading on screen when the type is normal, but when they <laughs> smear it like that, like somebody spilled uh, wine on your computer screen, I'm about 40% in guessing on those, uh, on those <laughs> captures. I don't get them right all the time either. I'm looking at them like, huh? Hey, the best ones are one where you can click and give me another one. Give me another one. Yeah. Give me another one. Give me another one. I think I can do that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, it becomes like a gamer, or, or sometimes they'll, uh, they've got an icon so that you can listen to it right. and try and pick it out. So it's like somebody speaking in a crowded room, and you have to pick out what the letters are. I know, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. So, so for the marketing automations, too, and for 28 Marketing, tell me about 28 Marketing, Steve. What is your business all about? What do you do for people? I work with companies that are trying to pull together the demand generation process. Uh, that means for folks who uh, need to connect their lead generation activities or their social media awareness building activities through to revenue. So right. what does all this stuff that we're doing have to do with the business anyway? And modern marketers are learning that uh, they uh, – they have much better job prospects and much greater career growth if they learn how to speak the language of business from the get-go. So how do we justify our investment in social media? How do we justify a particular channel of marketing like LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter? You have to connect it through to revenue and then be able to report those, uh, those metrics to the executive team and to the board of directors. And so I work with companies – to help them figure out that end-to-end -end process. So we start with the end in mind, what they want to report, and we right. work our way back up through to, uh, to the awareness generation activities. That sounds very Covey-ish. <laughs> right, start with the end in mind, exactly. Exactly. So what, it, what's one tip? If you, could, if you only could give one tip for the modern marketer, as you describe them, to start to define what that 
investment justification is, what would you tell them? Uh, I would tell them that they need to put themselves squarely and realistically in the customer's seat. And maybe that's painful to look back at your company uh, from the customer's perspective because you see all the gaps and all of the discontinuity from uh, promoting your business to closing a deal to servicing uh, the customer. But to a customer, you know, we're all customers of companies and we uh, attribute a brand's effectiveness across all those different lines of communication. So to a customer, there's no difference between your social media presence, your lead generation. So, you know, if you throw a CAPTCHA on a form on a website, that impacts the customer's experience. Yes, you might get fewer, uh, uh, fewer spam submissions to your online form, but have you just put an impediment to your customer starting a relationship with you? Is that really worth it? So taking a look at all of the activities that you do as a company from the customer's perspective is probably the single best thing you can start doing today. I like that very much because so many people think about, wow, this would be really cool, but they don't look at the perspective of the customer. And Laurie, that went on the corporate whiteboard. It, it did, actually. I just, I see it up there. You just, so, I wasn't watching Mikey walked around the corner and put it on I the corporate. I wrote that on, that's such a wise statement. It went on the corporate whiteboard. That's brilliant. We have, that's brilliant I, I, have, I have a very good friend who, 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 who focused, her, her whole business was almost like to be a mystery shopper. Right. On your company website and, and her and her friends and she'd, she'd gather up and do these little studies about what it was like to try to go to your website to find the most common things you'd want to find. Some information, I want to buy, I want a phone number, an address, something, whatever the 10 most common things that someone would want to do when they visited a site and how easy was it to do it and stuff. And, uh, um, you know, fr- frankly, I, I learned uh, a lot from it at that time. We're four revs down the pipeline with the website so it doesn't apply anymore right but it's built in there it's in there it's in there there. like prego so steve 28marketing.com how can people get a hold of you steve gershik at 28marketing.com yeah 28marketing.com is the website Uh, steve at 28marketing.com i'm s gersh s-g-e-r-s-h on twitter or blogging at the innovative marketer.com Nice. InnovativeMarketer.com. I love the language. You've really, you've really brought a sense of professionalism and clarity to the marketing world because it's really been confusing out there the last little while. Yes, yeah, Steve, we found, we found that basic common sense um, is, is the approach. We just were at a lunch with an executive today, close to Nice Deal today, actually. And, the, and it, was the, it was the simplicity that, that, that made it happen. Right. It wasn't the power and the whiz. I would say it was more the Apple iPhone factor than the Android factor <laughs> um, um, in terms of in. common sense marketing. That's why I wrote such a common thing. Seems simple as, as, as can be to look at your company as a customer. Uh, you know, I don't think we do it enough, and I don't think a lot of other people do it enough. Thanks for that wisdom, Steve. Absolutely. I feel honored to be up on your uh, on your corkboard. I know. Thank you. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. It's really cute. Please. So, Steve, um, our next our next conference experience together. Hopefully, I don't know if it'll be Bob Dylan, but I'm looking forward to another concert experience because it was a lot of fun with you that night. I really enjoyed spending time with you. I always do. Thank you so much for being on Rock the World with LinkedIn. Thank Happy you. to be here and love hanging out with you guys. 
Thanks for having me. All right, Joel. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. WebmasterRadio.fm. The addiction that's good for you. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Today's guest commentary is offered by our good friend Steve Chihos of The Big Rocks. He's an organizational change coach who guides companies and teams as they implement major changes. He also writes a blog for change agents at www.TheBigRocks.com. Steve, what do you have for our listeners today? My life's passion is helping people at all levels of the org chart become more effective as agents of change. Today's tip for your change agent toolkit is to celebrate along the way. Have you ever noticed how some teams will work for months or even years to implement a big change and then they limp across the finish line, burned out and ready to shut down, while others sit back and reminisce fondly about, wow, we pulled off a great project we really accomplished something significant. What sets those two experiences apart? 
how do those two groups think differently? I'd argue that the critical factor that determines how change agents feel about their job is how well they're recognized along the way. The work of guiding change and reinforcing change is not easy. It calls for people to learn new tricks, to try new things, and stick their neck out for ideas that aren't always popular, especially when those ideas are first introduced. Let's face it, more than one change agent has been a victim of shoot-the-messenger syndrome. Help your fellow early adopters feel more energized. Help them feel more supported by using these three ways to celebrate as your team is going along. First of all, establish a positive team attitude early. Publicly list the behaviors and principles that you expect your team members to demonstrate, such as be open-minded, uh, give 110% effort, or listen diligently for feedback, always check for feedback. Reward folks consistently and informally when you catch them in the act. That reinforcement could be as simple as a slap on the back or a spoken thank you in the hallway. Or it could be as tangible as some formal recognition program where you give out inexpensive little tokens of appreciation. In any case, the most critical part of getting that positive team attitude established is that you do it consistently. Tip number two is to recognize effort and reward results. Notice the difference between those two? Most organizations offer tangible rewards like money and stuff and vacation for meeting quantitative goals, and that's all good. Go ahead and reward results, results against goals. But don't forget to also recognize the effort that people put into achieving goals, even if sometimes they fall a little bit short. Failure to recognize effort and focusing only on hitting the numbers is one way for people to get a feeling that it's an all-or-nothing gamble. Finally, celebrate interim milestones. Don't wait till the very end of your project and hope everybody can make it to the one big wrap-up party. Celebrate little steps along the way. Identify up front that you're going to celebrate that accomplishment and use those successes to build momentum. It's okay to be a little bit goofy there as long as people feel appreciated. I'll give you an example. I once served root beer floats and ice cream to over 100 people who were involved in a big technical software project. What we were celebrating was a code freeze. That's a buzzword for meaning we're going to stop working on the code here, we're going to freeze it. Frozen ice cream? Frozen software code, get it? Okay, well maybe it wasn't funny for you, but we had fun and the people still talk about that code freeze accomplishment years later and in fact they even celebrate it themselves long after I'm gone. The bottom line for change agents, establish a positive attitude early. Recognize effort, reward results, and show your people that you care. Show them that you appreciate their hard work. It's okay to be a bit silly, but it's not okay to miss the opportunity to appreciate people. This has been Steve Chihos of the Big Rocks. You can learn more about team appreciation and other tools that you will need to be a rock star change agent by visiting my blog at thebigrocks.com. Thanks, everybody. So, Lori, how can people catch new episodes and get involved? People can find us on Rock the World with LinkedIn every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. And if you want to go back and hear other episodes of some of these great shows, you can find the archives of our past shows on our page at Webmaster Radio. 
www.thepodcast.fm or on iTunes. Look for that bright yellow explosive tie-dye logo. We know we're plugged in. <laughs> we know we're webmasterradio.fm. <laughs>